The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. This episode is brought to you by TweakedAudio.com. Get headphones, earbuds, and accessories from TweakedAudio.com. Just enter the discount code CAFCOMICS. That's all one word at the checkout. You'll get 33% off your entire order, free worldwide shipping, and a limited lifetime warranty on everything you buy. That's TweakedAudio.com. And now... It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts... John and Steven. Uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I am John Clark. This is Captain Comics. I am your host. I completely screwed that all up. Remember, uh, remember that one time you were like, I can't remember what I say to open the yeah, show because it's, it's you're on that. autopilot, and then yeah, it's <laughs> it's not that though. Sweet. But you got all the right, you got all the right <laughs> words and stuff. Uh, uh, but the, yes. <laughs> they just weren't in the right order. <laughs> Leave it. Well, I'm not even allowed to cut that out. No, it's staying. Um, I am Stephen Brown. <laughs> now you are the alpha male in this. Yes. <laughs> hey, look at me. I am the captain now. <laughs> um, welcome to our show. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this week is a lot of news items. We were uh, just discussing. Oh, what did we talk about this week? What's the topic? Then we realized so like, many seven things. Yeah, it was happen. like six things ran through a hallway and all got. In it. Yeah, I think there's like four of them that make me very angry. Which, yeah, all right, well, let's talk about which uh, is pick, good, what, pick one because yeah. I, I think one of them is going to make you angry and it's not going to make me angry at all. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. So I actually, it's the big one. I'm trying. I don't. I don't even know what's the big one. Ah, uh, you know what the big one uh, is. I'm already angry because I weighed myself two weeks after a diet and it did not go well. <laughs> so I'm going to take it out mm-hmm. on news items. The first big thing um, is that Disney completely bought Hulu. So Universal sold their stake in it. Universal, which owns NBC, okay. is going to start their own thing. So we they already just, had it. It was called Hulu. Yeah. Well, we just <laughs> basically we just finished last night's Saturday Night Live, which Paul Rudd hosted on Hulu. That's not going to be a thing anymore. Um, and I'm not so annoyed about that. Obviously, every entertainment company is going to start their own streaming site, and they're going to want you. We're to back subscribe to like to it. Uh, buying cable channels. Yeah, it's just every channel is going to cost you five bucks now. Right. Uh, but what? I don't understand about this is why are they still building Disney plus because um, I have a thought. I think it's kind of like when you go grocery shopping and yeah. you're like, well, I got enough like uh, snacks, like chips and stuff. And then at the end of the line, you're just like, ah, just get a bag of Cheetos too. You know, Disney's like doing a streaming service and they're just like, yeah, just get another one. Like who cares? Yeah, that, that's what's crazy. It's so, so weird. I understand the one the one strategy they've given for this is they said Disney Plus is all their IP, so it's going to be very family friendly because, you know, it's Star Wars and Marvel and Disney characters and Pixar and the Muppets and uh, everything they own is going to be self-contained. Hulu is going to be, even if everybody else pulls out of it, which I think they don't want, I think they want the other networks to pay licenses so it kind of stays where it is. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton. My boys watch Hulu all the time, but they're watching Cartoon Network. Uh, they're watching some Disney XD. Um, they're watching a lot of different channels. I mean, Warner Brothers Cartoon Network, and they're watching Teen Titans go on it and Amazing World of Gumball all the time. I don't think they want the other ones to leave Hulu, but they said Hulu is going to be more like ABC, where it's going to be like more all ages, more okay. different genres. But what I don't get is 
you have Hulu now, which means you own that customer base. So you own all of the Hulu subscribers. At the same time, you're trying to build a streaming platform from scratch. Why, but it, but why gonna, don't you just create a tab on Hulu yeah. that says Disney Plus? Well, you separate way, them all like YouTube kids, so then kids aren't wandering around Hulu. How much does Hulu cost you a month, Jen? Hulu, I have it bundled to Spotify now, so it's okay. actually pretty cheap. Um, but it was costing me five ninety nine a month, which is what Disney Plus was going to cost. Right, so now Disney's going to get $12 a month out of you instead of five ninety nine a month out of you. Yeah, but they're also going to get half the subscribers. They're going to get maybe like, I'm just pulling numbers out of the air, but they're yeah. going to get like 4 million people that pay $12 instead of getting another 50 million people to pay $6. I don't know. I think it's a lot of people who still have Hulu and are using Hulu regularly. And then I don't know a lot of people that probably aren't going to get the Disney app. I think that's probably going to be like, I know that DC app failed, but it was like, it was a DC app. So, you know, it was kind uh, yeah. of I still have it. It hasn't completely Have you failed. watched anything? I it? watched the first episode of Doom Patrol. Yeah. And I've watched Batman the Animated Series several times. Right. But <laughs> that's more of a... Uh, and Swamp, yeah, Swamp Thing, they pulled production, but now they're they're going to run it anyway. Yeah, it, it's it comes out actually next week. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's them uh, just kind of being like... Um, they're just buying everything, man. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't. I don't. It's like, uh, but it's like we're, it's like the slow moving like uh, takeover of, of every uh, everything out there. But it's like you're buying a house and building a house at the same time. Yeah. Well, Are they you, need a summer you're home. You're gonna live in. You know, there's, there's summer streaming service. One's in Orlando. One's in Anaheim. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just confused by that. It just seems to me if if the whole business model of these is subscribers. Yeah. So why wouldn't you just leverage? the funnel that's getting you the most subscribers right now mm -hmm. rather than trying to create, they're trying to create two pipelines that are running the same. Right. Thing. Uh, one, one would probably, you do. seem fine with it. I'm very confused. Yeah. I'm fine with it only in the sense of that. It's like, um, I don't, I don't think a lot of people aren't gonna get the Disney app because they have Hulu. No, but a lot of people don't know about it. I was just. Oh, you don't think so? I, yeah, I was just at like a business dinner with like um, I was talking to like the wife of the president of the company, and we ended up talking about the Disney app. And she's like, "Wait, what's on it? When is it coming out?" Yeah, but how far out is it? Isn't it like it's the like end of September? This year? Yeah, oh, it's like so it's they this year. People should be knowing about it now, right? And it's Disney, so I feel like. Uh, but obviously, like anyone I talk to knows what Hulu is. Maybe they're purchasing Hulu in case that ad that uh, thing flops. You know. Yeah, I don't know. Because Disney's not immune it. to like blunders. It is a no, strange decision, but it's like they they got all the cash in the world. You know, it's like yeah. they're just buying shit. Yeah, I I did love all the all the people coming out when Avengers made two billion dollars. They're like, well, then maybe they should pay everyone who works for Disney a living <laughs> wage. And I'm like, that's wonderful. Yeah. And then there were people getting mad that like Robert Downey Jr. made seventy five million dollars from Endgame. There were people that were mad about it. I'm like. I'm like, well, they weren't going to lower ticket prices. Yeah. So Robert Downey Jr. can make less. You're not, it's not, your tax dollars are not subsidizing yeah. Robert Downey Jr. That is a completely commercial enterprise. Yeah. He's the most valuable part of that franchise. He's leaving and he asked for a very good contract. They gave him a good contract. And you know what? The movie bro well broke even of that. Yeah. They, they came out on top on that. Yeah. The fucking movie made over a billion dollars Although what's in interesting, four days. What's interesting when Robert Downey Jr. really broke wide with Iron Man. And granted, Iron Man was kind of on a... He had been on an upward track for a while. He had done Zodiac and he'd done Scanner Darkly. He'd done a lot of roles that got him noticed. 
and he had done Sherlock Holmes right around that same time. Tropic Thunder. Yeah, I was just looking at his movies. I was like, oh, well, now that he's done with Marvel, what can he do? What else has he got going on? I looked at his IMDb. IMDb, he hasn't done anything but Marvel really since like the first Avengers. Like he's been in a Marvel movie every year and it's been like small roles, but yeah. he hasn't done any other movies. It's not like he's been doing all these like Didn't festival he, like, find, or Oscar like, bait. A homeless Jamie Foxx on the street that yeah, could, that's, like, play violin really well. That was like around the time of the first uh-huh. Iron Man. Oh. Like after the first Iron Man, he made a bunch of movies. He had one where like he was engaged to Michelle Monaghan and he had to like get but she was pregnant and he had to get home and it was like a romantic comedy. Um, he did a cameo in that John Favreau movie, Chef, but that was mostly a favor because of Iron Man. Yeah. But no, he's been Tony Stark as his only job. I wonder. I mean, granted, he has enough money to not do anything, yeah. but he's such a good actor that I would have expected he had done a lot of little movies under the radar. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't. I mean, I. maybe he's like George Lucas, where George Lucas was like, oh, I'm going to make some small independent movies. And then... Never ever just did. Never got like no, to it. no. Then he was like, "Well, I have to make Star Wars to make my independent movies." They made three of those. Then he sold the company for four billion dollars. He's like, "Well, I gotta be able to build a museum." And Chicago <laughs> doesn't want it. <laughs> I haven't seen his little independent films. Yeah, I don't think um, there's no uh, uh, reason to make it when you've got four billion dollars of Disney cash. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's got to be wanted to do something because, like, yeah. why else would he not want to be Iron Man anymore? Would be to be like. I've done this a bunch of times. It's going right. to be kind and of And obviously he never has to work again. And right. I, I love watching his career track because this guy has been, has had, had every up and down you can yeah, have in I, Hollywood. Yeah, it's kind of insane. He was a cast member of Saturday Night Live. Like after yeah. he had made a bunch of movies. Right. And like, like I remember at the time watching him like, what is he doing here? It was like he and Anthony Michael Hall, they were both in Weird Science, which is a movie I liked a lot in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, Bill Paxton's in Weird Science. <laughs> And then, then they were both on Saturday Night Live, and they just seemed to be like Pete. They were both Pete Davidson at the time. Yeah, they were just the young guys hanging They're around. Just there. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember him um, on Saturday Night Live at all. It was not a good year overall. And uh, yeah, and then like going to jail <laughs> and being like yep. a crazy person. It's just like uh, guy had a rough uh, couple years there. Yeah, you know? yeah. So you you want seventy five million? Give him seventy five million. But you know what? Uh, he turned himself around. Let's, uh, to segue about uh, a casting everybody loved to a casting that that's making people very upset. Yeah. Uh, it looks like, it hasn't been officially, officially confirmed, but Variety is reporting on it, which means if, in my opinion, if we are out of the geek website circles yeah. and main Hollywood right. publications are talking about this. It's it, probably a fair shake. It looks like Robert Pattinson is going to be Batman in the Matt Reeves movie. Yeah. Uh, You're I, mad about it. People are very mad about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I'm puzzled because I have been saying on the show for a long time how much I loved Matt Reed's Planet of the Ace movies. Right. And when all of the stuff happened with Ben Affleck, I'm like, I've been saying, I've been recording myself saying, oh, no, it's going to be good. Those those movies are fantastic. Yeah. He's going to know what, he's got a, an idea. He's got a vision. It's going to be really interesting. I'm on board for it. And then he picks a guy from Twilight. Yeah. Who I've. Never see be good in anything. People that are saying there are some like those movies that we thought Robert Downey Jr. might be making now. They said he's been making like some interesting dramas. Yeah, so I've only ever seen this guy. He's in a Harry Potter movie. Oh, yeah, he's Cedric Diggory, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, There's so many British guys that are in Harry Potter that you forget. Right. Like David Tennant's in Harry Potter. Yeah, he's like he gets locked in a trunk or something. 
um, so I only really saw him in Harry Potter, and then I know he's the Twilight guy because um, that that stuff was everywhere. Um, yeah, and he, I have the same feeling about it I did when they cast Heath Ledger's Joker. It's like uh, I flipped out when that happened. In a good way? No, a no. Way? I was like, this is ridiculous. Who's this fucking guy from the 10, 10 Things, things I, I Hate About you. you? I'm like, this guy can't be the Joker. And Although, then ironically, you know who else is in 10 Things I Hate About You? Uh, Robin. Yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Uh, so this time I'm going to be like, well, let's see what happens. You know, it's like, I here's the thing. Um... I have no dog in the fight for this Batman movie. Do you know what I mean? Well, you're not a big Batman fan to begin with. No, but I like the Christopher Nolan movies. Mm-hmm. I uh, like the first Tim Burton movie. And even as like a kid, I watched all those other Batman movies fairly regularly. Right. And uh, so making a new Batman movie, I'm like, cool, yeah. It's like uh, every 10 years, re- reboot Batman. I'm good with that. Uh, but it's like, if it sucks, it's just like, well, the last <laughs> five out of six DC movies sucked. So it's like, yeah. It, when if it's trash, give them two, three years and they'll reboot it again. You know, they do the reboots so quickly. I mean, I don't know what the timing is, but between like Spider-Man 3 uh, to Homecoming. Right. We had a whole Spider-Man. We had a whole Spider-Man. And that couldn't have been more than 10 years. Do now, you know what were, I mean? Those were only two movies that... <sighs> If I'm remembering the math right, it, like 2012 was Amazing Spider-Man. That's probably 2014. They they came out really quick. Was that one with Jamie Foxx? Yeah. And then it was 2016 with Civil War. So we had like he had like this brief window. It was like it was like having a series that got canceled. Yeah, like, it was like really that ran weird. two seasons. So it's like what this guy is like Batman. It's like if it works out, cool. Um, you know, a younger Batman is probably like the direction they should be going anyway. So well, younger than Ben Affleck, definitely. Yeah, and I think he and I could be totally off base about this because I've I don't know anything about Robert Pattinson. It, he might be the youngest Batman they've cast in like a big movie like this. Christian Bale seemed really young in Batman Begins, and that was kind of the point because it was the beginning of his career, right? But I don't know. I would have to IMDb their ages and assume that their press agents are giving their real ages, right? Um, because remember, Batman Begins was two thousand five, so Christian Bale was way younger than he is now. Right, and I, it just seems like I don't know, and it's probably because I've only ever seen this guy as like a teenage person mm-hmm. in Harry Potter. Well, he's got to be in his thirties now, and honestly, Adam West was in his thirties when he made the show. Right, you know, it's just some of it's your shifting perspective. Is yeah, that, is that I perceive him younger because the last thing I saw him and he was, was a teen well, yeah, type he, movie, it was yeah, ten years ago, right? And I was I was an adult when those movies were being made, yeah. So I'm always gonna feel like he's younger than me. That was an odd feeling. I remember feeling like that with Tom Holland, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm at the age where the heroes I had growing up are now younger than me. This is exactly. Uh, there's a interview. Um, oh man, what DC did a document? I think it was like Secret Origin, and it was like a history of DC Comics. Yeah, when they interview all these people. Oh yeah, and I think Ryan Reynolds was yeah narrated did it because it, it was Green around the time they thought Green Lantern was not going to be horrible. Yeah, and uh, Frank Miller has an interview in it, and um, he says he turned thirty four, thirty five, or something, and he's like, he's like, fuck, he's like, I'm older than Batman. And I guess that was like the impetus for making Dark Knight. Dark Knight was yeah. like he wanted to make like an older Batman, and it's it's, it's a weird feeling to be like, oh, I'm older than Spider Man. Like yeah. I got the J. Michael Straczynski omnibus. I'm also. Oh, did you get it? I, I did. Yeah. I I couldn't pull the I couldn't pull the trigger on the price. I was looking at that and the latest Batman Golden Age omnibus. 
Oh. And that'd be like 150 bucks together. And I'm like, yeah. mm. and then um, uh, the new X-Men Marvel Legends came out. Yeah. And I'm like, that's where my money's Yeah. <laughs> well, I got it the first week because it's cheaper. How? Yes. It, I, it's like 50 How's the print job on it? Does it look great? Oh, it looks great. The cover's different than advertised, but it's um, still a it's not cover that, from um, Jake Scott Campbell cover. It's the one from f- 500. That is the J. Scott Campbell cover. But yeah. that wasn't the one that advertised initially, I don't think. It was a different no. cover, I think. Oh, that's I don't know. Okay. It, regardless, but I'm reading it, and it's like Spider-Man's like, he's going to go be like a teacher. That's how it like starts. He's right. going to go teach at his old high school, which is like a great idea. And I'm thinking like, man, I'm like 33. I'm like, Spider-Man's probably late 20s, maybe early 30s. Like, I'm probably mm. going to be older than Spider-Man soon. And it is a weird, well, it going, is a weird feeling. Going back to your own analogy, you're, you're the age of Batman now. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm I'm up on Picard age. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> well, maybe that's the thing is you just got to find older heroes. Yeah. And that's, like <laughs> when know? Star Trek The Next Generation started, I didn't really watch it till like season five. Um, I've told this story before. I didn't watch it till Spock showed up. Yeah. I watched the first season and then, you know what? Go back. The first season's still bad. But I remember the first shot of Picard. I'm like, well, this guy's really old. Look at this old, old guy yeah. running the Enterprise. Uh, and now I'm that age. Yeah. And he looks the same that he did then. <laughs> it's like he's. No, I, I was he's just having immortal. this discussion. Somewhere around Days of Future Past, his neck started to change. And I'm like, oh, he's older yeah. than he well, was. Well, I think a lot of it is uh, is going bald early. Yeah. Kinda, and gray. Yeah. I, I think it kind of like, uh, you kind of get like, it's like, uh, I don't know what it does to people. It's like, you just kind of look the same then. And you know, Bruce Willis, right. I understand he's older, but it's like he went bald early. He looked. There was a good gap of like 20 years where he looked like he didn't age a day. Yeah. <laughs> you know? See, Bruce Willis for me was, I was a big, big fan of Moonlighting. Yeah. When he, show still he did had hair. Show, and he still had hair. Yeah. So that's, that was the demarcation point where I think it's like Die Hard 3 when he gave up on the, what was slowly becoming a Mr. T. Yeah. It was just like this weird patch. <laughs> yeah. I remember the fifth element. He had like a little patch up there. And uh, I was like, is that like a few as a kid, you know, I was like, it's like a future time haircut <laughs> or is this guy just going bald and he's not admitting it? You know, but wasn't Die Hard 3. Did he shave his head for that one? Uh, or did he still have a, I don't remember. It was the Die Hard's all kind of no, blend I think together. It was really, really, really short. The last two he had a shaved head. Yeah. Yeah. He, look, he looks like my friend Joe Fransom. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah. So, yeah, with Patterson, the interesting thing. That I've seen, uh, Jamal Igle, uh posted this, and I reposted it on our Facebook page, which you can go follow at facebook.com slash caffeinatedcomics. Put that plug out of the way. Um, he found a petition against Michael Keaton being Batman made in the 80s, and it was like typed on a typewriter. And it oh, had, for real? Yeah, and it had a Xerox picture of a Brian Bolland Batman from Killing Joke. Yeah. And it's like, we strongly disagree with this humorous uh, oh, yeah, because he was a comedic being actor. Is, and the film being directed by Tim, quotes, Beetlejuice Burton. Yeah, and idiots. Yeah, and it was like people had hand-signed it and put their their addresses in it. And I'm like, yeah, we were wrong. And at the time, I remember uh, I was in high school when that came out. And, and I remember people complaining about it. Yeah. And I said, no, you got to watch this movie Clean and Sober. And then it's this drama. It's not remembered now, but it was really good. Where like Michael, uh, Michael Keaton played an alcoholic that goes through like... Alcoholics Anonymous, and it's a straight, straight drama. Yeah. And it was the first time I'd ever seen him do straight drama, and I'm like, oh, he's really good. Yeah. And I was like, he's not just funny. Mr. Mom. He can be, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, and it makes be... sense, you know? It's like, uh, and I, it, the same thing, going back to that documentary that Secret Origin talked about this, because they, Batman was like a big 
turning point for like these movies yeah was that people were like pissed because it was like they thought they were doing the adam west batman again because they got like a guy that his biggest movie was mr mom like right and, movie and comic at that point only comic fans really knew that batman was dark right because i remember having conversations as i said i was in high school and when that 89 batman came out it was the biggest thing going and i had a couple of years ago before that, I got in the trade of Dark Knight Returns, and then I was full on Batman from that book. And I was reading Batman and Detective, and I was like finding the old superpowers figures, and I was anything in a Batman that I could have been at that point. And I was explaining to everybody like why this movie was dark. Yeah, they're like, "Wait, this movie wasn't funny, and Robin wasn't in it." And I'm like, "No, that's yeah, what's not, not what the comic." Yeah, Batman's you know, not that. Anymore. So that's what, which is why comic fans were so mad. Yeah, and, and you know what? Honestly, if I was around, I mean, I was, but if I was, um, you know, had like opinions and stuff back yeah. then, um, I probably would have been against it too. Because like, I don't trust Hollywood. If I heard they were making a Batman movie and the last Batman thing was fucking Adam West, well, look at it this way. They're you know? making a Batman movie with a guy from Twilight, and the last Batman yeah, movie was but, Ben Affleck. But this is 20 years later, dude, where we've come a long way since then yeah, about how to make a movie. It's also movie. nine Batman movies later. Right. It's like, we've seen this kind of Batman, and this kind of Batman, That's and this what I'm kind saying, of is like, they've made, uh, it's it's a bit different to be in 89, and they're making the first big Batman movie since Batman 66. Yeah, so I'd 20 be much, years later. Right, I'd be a lot worried. Now it's like, well, they kind of figured out a formula. Mm-hmm. You know, whether or not DC's got their shit together to put it together, we'll see. But well, it's yeah, like... They clearly don't, but sometimes they hit the mark. I, right. The more I think about Shazam, the more I like it. Yeah, Shazam isn't bad. It's like... Um, I thought it was good. I I, I mean, I... I it's like... It's like... Uh, it's, it's like... Um, it's like a superhero movie for kids. Yeah, and you know, and there's no reason we don't need it. Right. It definitely has a place. I think it's good that they made it. I'm sure they'll do another one. Um, you know, it it's like uh, I I don't know that I'll ever watch it again. But it was like I'll buy it. I'll buy it mostly because no one else in my house has seen it. And Ben keeps asking me oh, that. Yeah. He's like, you he's he like, should see. He's it like, though, you see, yeah. Shazam was good. You said he acted like a real kid, and it was like he did. Yeah, we were watching Ragnarok on Friday, and like I love that fucking and, movie. And you know, Shazam's in it for two seconds. And oh yeah, he's one of the Warriors three. Yeah, he's, he's not Fandral. not in the first movie. No, Fandral got recast. Yeah, he, but it's him for uh, Dark World and Ragnarok. Right. And I'm like, look, it's Shazam, and he goes, Ugh. yeah, he gets stabbed. Yeah, he was. Um, he was Chuck. Yes. That show ran forever. But I guess he was actually up for the role of Star-Lord. Everybody was up for the role of Star-Lord. Right. And he From- didn't get it, but the guy that plays Shazam is a massive comic book fan. And I guess he was, like, really bummed out that he didn't uh-huh. get the Star-Lord part. He was, like, heartbroken about it. Like, you know, he really thought this was going to be his big break. And then he goes and see what happened to Chris Pratt. Did you know Tom Hiddleston originally auditioned for Thor? Yes. There's actually a, on a, there's a deleted scene floating around of Tom Hiddleston uh, in the Thor gear holding Mjolnir. Yeah. I can't, you can't see it at all, maybe because he's so good as Loki. Yeah, definitely. But also because Chris Hemsworth is perfect. And the story with that uh, is... When Joss Whedon got hired for Avengers, and he was like, "Okay, you got Robert Downey Jr., you got uh, you got Chris Evans." He's like, "Do you have Thor yet?" And they're like, "No, nah, we haven't cast him yet." And he goes, "Oh well, I did, because Chris Hemsworth is in Cabin in the Woods, right?" And he's so like, "He made." He, Cabin he's in like, the "You got to see this seven foot Australian guy, yeah. <laughs> that I put in my movie, <laughs> right?" And he's incredible. Yep. Um. Yeah, and that's the thing. Oh, so I rewatched um, one Son game again. Mm. 
And uh, speaking of Thor. So what is this, number four for you? The fourth time. And okay. I, I wanted to see it again because uh, uh, it's not 3D, it's XD. Do you know what XD is? The Disney Channel? Yeah. Where they, where they show animated Avengers maybe, cartoons? Maybe I have it wrong. It was all animated. It was all. The whole thing was incredible. Um, it was a three-hour <laughs> Avengers Earth Body is Hero. It was a episode. masterpiece. Um, no, XD is like... Uh, Everyone's played by Paul Rudd. <laughs> XD is like a different uh, type of um, IMAX. It's like a it's like a specific brand of movie theaters version of IMAX. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mark, not like a Marcus or something. I don't know. Anyway, it was playing on XD. It was a huge screen, big, big sound, loudly sound. And I wanted to go see it because I thought it was adverb worthy. Yeah, it's it's not going to be in the XD much longer. It would have been my last like window here. So I went to go see it uh, again. And uh, there's a there's a continuity error in that movie. What is it? We talked about this before on the show. Well, there's a lot briefly. of time travel shenanigans. No, no, no. This is an editing issue. They made an editing mistake mm. in the movie. So, uh, in the movie, um, Paul Rudd and the Wasp character mm-hmm. are, they shrink down to, uh, regular sized folks and they go in the van and they're going to turn on the time machine in the van at the big in the, fight in the at battle, the end. Battle, yeah. Right. So, uh, after they're in the van getting it fixed and stuff, yeah. they, it cuts away and Hawkeye's running with the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Okay, then he passes it to Black Panther. Yeah. And then between Black Panther catching the Infinity Gauntlet and him giving it to Peter Parker, Giant Man is in the background of one of the things, fighting like a giant thing. Oh. And then it cuts back to them in the van tinkering around. Oh, so yeah. they, you know, they, they don't... Uh, it was just editing, you know what I mean? That scene should have been edited earlier or something. Well, that's... You know, that, there was... You gotta imagine oh, yeah. how many versions they edited well, that 100%, fight. Well, yeah. 100%, yeah. And how many times... and Yeah, how many different versions of that fight the editors sat and watched yep. to not be able to find that? It's like the people lost their minds because oh, there's like a cup in Game of Thrones, like a Starbucks cup, yeah. and everyone lost their minds. I love it. And it's like, uh, it happens, you know? It's like, you can only watch this shit so many times before your eyes gloss well, over. Well, I, I also think that cup was the beginning of all Game of Thrones fans getting really angry. Because they're yeah. all... Yeah, can we t- talk about this? Yes, because tonight is the final episode. Yeah. Um, I have not watched it since season two. Uh, I keep trying. Well, I The last time I walked in, somebody was getting slowly stabbed, and I was like, nope. That happens a lot in the show. Yeah, I don't so need I it. I couldn't tell you when you when that was. And then I think I pinpointed it. So the last few weeks, um, because we put the kids to bed and we're not going to show them Game of Thrones, we my wife watches it, and she'll watch it on a delay. So by the time she watches it, it's an hour later. Yeah. I'm in the office, and I'm watching Barry and Veep. Yes. Which I cannot say enough. I've heard things. nothing but awesome things. The about last Barry. episode of Veep is maybe one of the last greatest last episodes of any show I've ever seen. I am binge watching the entire show again. Yeah. On the HBO Go app because it was so goddamn good. Uh, and Barry is just intense. But I've noticed while I'm watching these shows is that every time I hear screaming and there's lots of battles, there's lots of screaming. Yeah. Um, you know. I hear I'm hearing clashing like Lord of the Rings type, type clashing, mm-hmm. and then I hear screaming. But I realize it's not screaming like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's terrified screaming. Oh yeah, all the time. It's not. It's not that like oh I've been stabbed it's, through the it's, chest. It's pure terror. Yes, is the screaming. I don't, it is yeah. such a trigger. I'm like oh that's why I won't go in there. Yeah, because everyone is terrified on that show and completely helpless. Yes, they are. 
Um, but appara- apparently, I don't know. Uh, this is spoilers if you watch it. I don't watch it. But apparently, like, Amelia Clark finally killed everybody else and nobody likes that? Well, that's what's weird. So uh, a lot of people don't like this last season because uh, there's, they're off book at this point. These writers for the show right. just kind of making it up. Well, and George this- R. R. Martin never got off his tugboat hat ass and wrote another book. <laughs> and, you know, he may never he may never finish those books. Well, and point. now it's a problem because if he writes that book, everyone's going to compare it to the show. They're yeah. be like, well, on the show, they did this. And, you know, for the next 10, 15 years... People are going to be binge watching the show. Right. You know, it it won't last forever. Like, there was a time where I thought people were going to watch Battlestar Galactica forever and nobody talks about it anymore. Yeah, it just kind of went it'll, away. It'll eventually fade. Yeah, but it'll but, take time. But yeah, if he puts out a book while people are still watching this show, oh, nobody's going to take it on its own merits. No. They're just going to go, oh, he did a different thing than the show did. And I think he will do different because uh, the, the, right. the show is not great anymore. It It's like this last season is not uh, very good. And I don't exactly, I can't really put my finger on it. It's just like, it's either too rushed or there's not enough uh, episodes or something. Yeah, but it it's took like, you two years to do it. Right. And which is more confusing. But there's two instances in particular people really complained about that. I was like, what? That's your complaint? And the first one is they did this huge battle at one of the castles at nighttime with a zombie army. Oh, yeah. And everyone complained, oh, it's so dark. I can't see anything. And I'm like, guys, there's no electricity in this world. The the fight happens in the the, the yeah, dead but, of night. <laughs> it's like yeah, but you it's work you horrifying. Work, you work in video production. No, I understand it, it that. Dark. And I, I, if they, I I watched it. I didn't think. I thought it was very dark. And I thought it was um yeah. This is this is much more horrifying <laughs> because it's so dark and you're fighting a zombie horde. That's well, that, terrifying. Yeah, well, but also it was so dark that it was one of those weeks where I finished Barry. Yeah, I walked over and it was a quiet scene. And I thought my wife was just sitting in the dark staring at a wall. Because she yeah. had turned all the lights out to see it. Right. And then it was, and I could see no electrical image running through the, the, the screen TV. in the delivery room. Well, I guess the DP had to come out and be like, uh, defend it. Yes, yeah, So you. it's kind of like, um, you know, maybe they're a bit sensitive about it. I didn't, I didn't care. That, to and me, was there was whatever. a coffee cup. I feel like they're really tired now. Yeah, well, that's what I think. I think it's like uh, they're not um, paying attention as much mm-hmm. so it's like a coffee cup makes it in and then something else silly happened in the show that somebody was writing about but anyway the other thing that everyone's complained about is the girl the uh, uh whatever amelia clark's character yeah. uh murders just like millions of people in the last episode she just like burns in it the biggest city in the world she just burns it to the ground with, with dragons all people in it, with with a dragon well see i watched up to season two and i thought that was going to be her story arc all the yes! time that's that's what i don't understand this chick has been saying since the first season she's gonna burn the earth and then everyone's like yeah go god get, burn the earth and then she does it and then everyone's pissed off it's like this girl's a crazy crazy lady she's been crazy the whole time and anyone who says differently has been paying attention they this is what I know from the first season. Yeah. She's like 15. Yeah. They marry her after Jason Momoa. Who's like a barbarian king. Who's like 500% Jason Momoa. Yeah. Like he's toned down since. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's chilled out a lot. And then they killed him. <laughs> yeah. Well, so she's, it's like, she wants to sit on the Iron Throne and she's like, she's like a zealot. Why does everybody it? want to sit on the Iron Throne? I don't know. It dude. looks incredibly uncomfortable. It is. It's a ceremonial thing. But it's her also like, character. Was, so was Sean Bean, no, Sean Bean was like. He was like a friend of the original king in the show. Yeah, the original king was like the dad on a CBS sitcom with Jamie Gertz. 
That's what I remember about the original yeah, King. He's just a big I believe guy. he played Fred Flintstone in the movie where they couldn't afford John Goodman to play Fred yeah, Flintstone. That makes sense. That's who the original King was. Yeah, he's Fred Flintstone. So Fred Flintstone's the original King. He gets killed by like a boar or something and like a hunting oh, accident. Oh, yeah, like they bring drunk. him back and he's slowly dying. dying like yeah. he's just not healing from it. And yeah. then his buddy gets killed and it, whatever. The whole thing starts from here. The point is this, this girl has, uh, anytime anyone says, you can't sit on the Iron Throne, she goes crazy and murders that person. Okay. So a bunch of people told her in the last episode, you can't sit on the Iron Throne and then she went crazy and murdered a bunch of people. It's like, and everyone's like, they changed your character. They changed your character. It's like, this girl has been on message the entire time. <laughs> She's. This isn't even the first group of innocent people she's murdered. She's kind of a lunatic, and everyone's been pretending because she's hot. They're like, no, she's so great because she freed the slaves. Yeah, she freed the slaves by killing a lot of fucking people. You know. So, so it's like people going, but I thought the Joker was supposed to be funny. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like to see people just be like, I don't understand. They're totally changing this character. It's like this girl's been saying she was going to do this for fucking eight years, man. What did you think she was going to do? Well, and the, the anger is uh, not going to abate because no. the creators of Game of Thrones it was also announced this week they are absolutely doing the next Star, Star Wars trilogy yeah. Ryan Johnson is Ryan Johnson's trilogy is still being worked on, but it's going to come after theirs. Wow. So everybody was all excited years from and, now. and then in the next the last 2 weeks no, no and you know pissed. what? Remember, people have not been happy about Star Wars. Right. This s- isn't going to make them any happier. Since Force Awakens, I yeah. feel I feel like everybody loved Force Awakens and then Rogue One, most people forgot about. Uh Elliot Serrano's still angry. He's very not a fan of that movie. No, although I read a great I went back to the Star Wars comics. Yeah. And there was a great scene that actually Kieran Gillen wrote cuz it was after the Jason Aaron run where they were picking up threads from Rogue One where the uh, Luke and Leia go back to like Forrest Whitaker's planet. And and the planet is like falling out of orbit. It's like the planet can never, ever recover from having the Death Star shoot at it, yeah. much less obliterate it. But there's all these people that used to follow him. And uh, this one woman's talking to Luke and she's like, oh, you're the one that blew up the Death Star. And he's like, yeah. It's like, how did it happen? And he goes, well, you know, we were all trying to shoot it. And nobody got it. So I turned off my targeting computer and she went, what? He's like, yeah. She was like, why would you turn off your targeting computer? And he's like, well, I had this feeling from the force. She's like, do you know how many people had to die for you to get there to make that shot? Yeah. She's like, Jen Ursa was a friend of mine. And she died to get you the plans for that. So you, for you to not turn on your fucking targeting computer yeah. when it was time to shoot the Death Star. And there was like a page of like Luke really considering the Rogue One characters. Yeah. And it was it was just a nice tying together. Yeah, it's together. cool that they tied it together, but like, what's that lady complaining about? He did it. He blew it up. I'd be like, I'd be like relax, lady, I got this. But she was like, you got lucky. Yeah. Um, but then again, five other guys tried to shoot it, and they're like, just impacted on the surface. Yeah, and they all had their targeting computers yeah. on, so maybe Luke nah, was on something. But then go on. <laughs> um... <laughs> The Game of Thrones guys doing Star Wars, people are going to lose their minds because uh, there's nothing what I about what I've seen so far in Game of Thrones that makes me think that this final episode tonight is going to... Uh, it's not going to make people happy. No. I mean, what's crazy is people are like writing a petition to like have HBO reshoot <laughs> yes. Game of Thrones. Like there isn't real shit in this world that's fucked up that needs fixing. And this is the this fucking stuff these nerds are focusing somebody, their energy on. Somebody just tweeted, and I wish I could remember the credit, but it was, it was brilliant where they just said, oh, HBO's listening to your petition. They are going to reshoot the last season, so they've canceled the finale, and you'll get new episodes in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> you go fuck yourselves. Yeah. Oh, we deserve it. People are so stupid. But I also just got so mad last week, because as I said, 
the final season of Veep was absolute perfection. Yeah. And people were like, the second to last episode of Game of Thrones <laughs> didn't make me happy. I was like, fuck you. If you had left your television on, you would have seen something that would have made your whole night. Yeah. Well, I watched the... Um, I like the the guy who plays Barry. Yeah, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Yeah. I like him. Who and, I who like sort of met once. Yeah. He he passed me and said hi to my friend Mike, who's been on the show. Who, yeah. Who used to work at SNL. Counts. But he was very genuinely nice. And I was like, ah, oh, I like that guy. Yeah, he seems like he'd be a genuinely nice feller. Yeah. He was on one of these shows promoting the old Barry. And um, he said that was like the second episode or maybe the third episode of Barry. But it mm-hmm. was uh, it comes on after Game of Thrones. And he said that they had like 2.4 million people watch it. And he's like, it was this huge jump. And he's like, I'd like to think that was because people heard how good our show was. But it's probably like a bunch of people left their, their TVs on after Game of Thrones. <laughs> left the room. Yeah. And just have, you like, seen, have you watched Barry? I haven't. Yeah, and it's, it's I've, really, I have heard really, really good. it's like a, um, it's a show that every single person who's watching it is saying the exact same thing, and these people don't know each other, and that's always a good yeah. sign of, like, fuck, this show's probably really good. It was one of those shows. They put the first one on YouTube, and I watched it when I didn't have HBO, and I was like, that was really good. Yeah. And then uh, when we got HBO back for Game of Thrones, the first thing I did was catch up on Veep and then start watching Barry, and that yeah. took me about a weekend to do both. Because I was I I already loved veep from the first time we got hbo it was in season three and i binged all those and then stayed with it yeah so um but you know i'll i I mean we've talked about this before uh i'll i'll start any comedy if if somebody's in it that i know like a drama's like "Mm," because you know right now uh oh they announced going back to there's a lot of batman news uh they put out the trailer for batwoman oh that i did see which yeah i don't know how i feel about it yeah i don't care well, I watched all of Gotham. <laughs> yeah, you're going to watch it. Um, but I don't watch the CW shows, and they're so interconnected, I feel like I can't get in. Um, but I did like Ruby Rose a lot when she was on Orange is the New Black. Yeah. And she's I, playing Kathy Kane. I love that girl uh, because she's Because you love lesbian. lesbians, yeah. And um, she, but I, and I wanted to, I stopped watching Orange is the New Black because I yeah, like, lost like the thread of it or whatever. It got, it then, got unbelievable for me. Maybe like, that's were, what it was. It got too, to be too They much. did the same thing House of Cards did when I quit. They were starting to kill off characters and no one was investigating it. Yeah. And I'm like, really? You're, you're really, nobody cares that this person is dead now? Yeah. And they had a problem with you? There's no, inv- and that's, uh. Which, um, actually, Barry's doing the opposite of that because, like... He's getting in trouble because people are investigating the people he's killing? Yep. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot to that. Um, oh, also, the guy who plays Zaz on Gotham is amazing on Barry. Oh, is he, like, a crazy person on it? He's a gangster in it. Oh, okay. But he's really funny. And yeah. He's really, really, really good. But he, uh, but he's... Gotham had a really good cast. It had a really good cast. Yeah, that's like the nicest thing I think you could say about it. Well, Donald Logue is great in everything. Marina Baccarin's great in everything. Oh, yeah, Uh, she's awesome. You know, there were were just, yeah, everybody. uh, Richard Kind was on it a lot. You're going to watch Batwoman. Yeah, you are. I might, unless it... If it in the first ten minutes, if it starts talking about Flash or Arrow, I'm turning the fucking thing. Oh, you know what I saw? Um, 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 that uh, that beautiful woman in. We were just talking about Ruby Rose. That's the one. Yeah, I saw her in um, um, John Wick Two. No, she's in the movie with the giant shark. The Meg. The Meg. Yeah, she's Mm. in that. (laughs) She's like a scientist. I don't know what she's she's doing. She's a scientist. She's great. Her hair gets wet. She's awesome. Um. 
Yeah, it, I saw the trailer. I don't care anything about Batwoman. Now, for a while, like, every so, now and then they start to put her in detective. Yeah. And I'm always like, eh, why? Like, they give her own title and then it fails. Yeah. And then they put her in detective. And I'm like, well, I've been, I have, this is no amount of hyperbole. I have 50 years of detective issues without a break. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess I'm reading Batwoman It's not now. going away anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah. It's um, the only thing that's keeping me in paper comics now. I keep thinking... I, uh, I'm getting to the point with my Marvel comics because the Marvel comics have the digital code in them. This is my my new routine now. Is I go to uh, I go to the store once a month, and uh, Danny is still there, gives me my comics. So I go in to see Danny. Yeah, and I take all my Marvel comics. I put all the codes into Marvel. They open up in Comicsology. I immediately bag and board the comic, put it in a long box. I never them. read the comic. Yeah. DC doesn't give me digital code, so I have to read those comics and it annoys me. Yeah, why doesn't DC do the digital DC's code? DC's always behind on technology. Uh, DC never put out those DVD ROMs when Marvel did these it. Idiots, they were the first ones to get in the game. It's like, what, what are you guys doing? I know. You had the lead, man. Well, that was the uh, exciting dummies. That was the exciting thing about the app. Marvel didn't have an app when DC announced his app and then they, they that fucked app, it up. That app ain't gonna last. It's not good. It's it's hard to work no, with. You dude, don't know what's in it. I keep hearing Doom Patrol is supposed to be fucking incredible. People I, are saying it's the best superhero show on TV. I watched the first one and I liked it. Yeah. Um, it's got Brendan Fraser and Alan Tudyk in it. So those are two big thumbs up. Yeah. Um, which led me to watch The Mummy. <laughs> oh, I love those movies. They're all on Netflix. Yeah. Like the I, Scor- okay, I only saw the, the Scorpion King is on Netflix. I only saw, I, th- I saw three of them. And I think they've made four. Those the first they two made are three, good. and then like the Scorpion King. I've never seen the second one. We were just we With were the watching. Rock? It has it has the uh some of the worst CGI I've ever seen in my life. Oh well, the first he, the first turned, one has not held up at all. Oh yeah, I'll forgive it. This is it's okay because it's like he's a mummy and he turns into like a storm cloud or whatever. But in the second one, the Rock turns into a giant scorpion person. Like mm-hmm. it's the Rock's face. Because he's I'm a like, scorpion. I'm like yeah, like but he's like it's like he's like a minotaur scorpion. Min- okay. No, not a minotaur, a centaur. You know where it's like the body of a scorpion, but like the upper body of like the Rock and one raised eyebrow. <laughs> yeah, he does. He raises his eyebrow. It's so weird. It's terrible. I don't know. Why is that his thing? I can do that. Well, yeah, well. he was like his wrestling thing. <laughs> I know. He and raised guess, an eyebrow and people went nuts. Well, it's weird because it's like, uh, I like The Rock a lot. And I yeah, followed him from the wrestling to the movies. So, But it's like when he first started making movies, they were like, people only know you as The Rock. So you have to do all your wrestling stuff in the movie. Yeah. So in every movie, he'd he'd give uh, uh, the uh, he'd raise his eyebrow and then he'd rock bottom somebody, which was like his <laughs> finisher move. I'm like, he's not The Rock in this movie. Why is he well, doing like, this there move? There was that string of movies where Arnold Schwarzenegger had to say, I'll be back in every movie no matter what it was. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And it's it, like uh, they ch- try to capitalize on the guy's like previous success. Like, it's like, we, it's not necessary. You want to like, see it. This is a charismatic individual. Watch him do anything. <laughs> I promise you. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know how, uh, I don't know how I feel about um, this cat, Batwoman. Maybe I'll watch the first one. But as I said, if it's going to be connected, but also this is like the third Batman story. Oh yeah. And I realized I haven't, I've been fairly distant from Batman for like about a year or two. Yeah. Because I I guess um, I've liked it. I I really like what Tom King's doing on Batman. Um, Detective Pete Tomasi has just come back. So that's kind of re-sparked my interest. Because Pete Tomasi is a great Batman writer. Yeah. And never gets his due. Uh, Batman Robin is maybe the most underrated run of any Batman comic. Uh, 
maybe next to the Dixon Nolan run of detective. Um, but so I'm reading it all the time and I like it. Um, but I just haven't been that excited. I bought the remastered Batman, the animated series, and I watched a bunch of them and then just kind of put it down. I bought the last set of Batman, the animated figures came out. So there's a scarecrow and a two face. I got those, but I left the, there's a Batman hard act. And uh, oh, yeah. with like his stomach ripped out and yeah. wires coming out, it's a robot face. and there's a gray ghost, and I was like, "Man, I'll get those later." I just haven't been super excited, and maybe because there, maybe because there hasn't been a big force pushing, but there's all this Batman news. The next thing that came out, which I seem to be the only one angry about, is DC. Um, the DC animated movies last year announced that they were working on Batman Hush. Okay. This week they put out a trailer and I got really angry to the point where T- uh, Tina Canfield, who comes on the show all the time, she posted it and I just started yelling in the comments <laughs> uh, because it looks pretty faithful. But here's the thing, and I'm probably going to make myself angry saying it out loud. Yeah, say it out loud. Get angry. They don't use Jim Lee's designs. They're, it, um. It's all designed like those new 52 designs. Oh, that's frustrating. Like, like the Court of Owls movie. Yeah. Like Batman's got the chin strap. And it's like, I, I, I just don't get it because it's one thing if you always did it like this, if you were Bruce Tim and you were like, oh, here's a Bruce Tim version of Hush. Yeah. But the best movies they made have been based on someone else's yeah, art style. Yeah, Year One looks like David Mazzucchelli. Yeah, art. yeah. Dark Knight Returns looks like Frank Miller. New Frontier looks like Darwin Cook. Yeah. Of course, Darwin Cook already looked like Bruce Timm, so it, re- it really it, helps really, when really he's really halfway helps. there. But even Killing Joke looks like Brian Bolland. Yeah. So, and that was a fairly recent one. So you're saying it's not even the costume designs, it's the artwork. Like the, 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 the actual design of the show. What's the point of that story other than Jim Lee drawing everybody? And not only that. It's not the best Jeff Loeb Batman story. It's not Long Halloween. No, but it's it's a good Batman story. And what's, yeah. what's weird about that decision is that like um, it redefined what all those characters looked like. Yes. That was the model sheet for Batman and all the villains and all the supporting cast looked like that going forward. Right. Huntress was in that like weird costume with the midriff cut yeah, out even, yeah. for years. She showed up on Justice League Unlimited in that costume. Yeah. Killer Croc was not a good design and they kept using it. Yeah. Like he gave him that alligator face and he looked with like- weird scabby eyes. Yeah. He, he looked like the, the Samael in Hellboy. Yes. It, um, And it didn't even work and they just kept They using, kept it. Because- because it was Jim Lee. Yeah, the Joker didn't work. He even changed the Joker because in that yeah, all-star he, Batman, he did a totally different Right, Joker he had like design. a moon-faced Joker in Hush. Yeah, with like, like crazy moon, eyes. You know? Yeah, um, yeah, it's weird. But they're not, they didn't even bother to try. And yeah. that I don't get because um, the new 52 continuity they're doing is Bat, uh, DC Comics has walked away from that. I don't, I don't know what the numbers are, but it doesn't seem like they've been overly successful. Like doing with Justice League War and... Uh, um, and it's and it's also it's the kind of anime I don't like. Yeah, it's like influenced by that. Like, um, I mean, I'm gonna name some stuff that I do like, but it it reminds me of like Ghost in the Shell, mm-hmm. where it's like everything's kind of very still and very long and lean. It's not like Akira, where everything's loud and bright and bouncy and big roundish eyes. You know, yeah. that's the kind of anime I usually like. It's like that second kind of anime. Um, in fact, like. I find a lot of those movies hard to watch. The first Batman one, I think it was Batman and Son. It's like, it barely moves. Yeah. And I just don't get like, I, you know, animated series in the 90s did Jim Lee. The f- 
arguably the Fox X Men series yeah, that is, is an all Jim Lee. Jim Lee show. They made a Wildcats series. Yeah, you know Jim it's Lee. It's like Jim Lee and animation kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, they go together. I mean, he uses a lot of unnecessary details, but like Brian Bolland, you clean that up. Yeah, I was really excited about this movie. I just wanted to see Jim Lee designs like. animated once. Like, I don't need this to be a series. I don't need a sequel yeah. to this. Just a big movie. Do it one time. Yeah, arguably that. When you say Batman Hush, you're not thinking about the story. You're not thinking about the character. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you like all the ins and outs of the story. It's Batman and all the villains are in it. That's like how I pitched it to customers at the store. Yeah. You want a Batman story? This has all the villains in it. Read this. And it was just an excuse for... uh, Jim Lee to just draw and redesign all those characters. Yeah. 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 Every villain was written in just so he could design them. Yeah. I didn't uh, didn't watch the trailer because I'm like kind of removed from the animated movies. I... It's like at this point they'd have to make like Kingdom Come or something before I'd be like excited for one. But then they would do it in the new Fifty Two style. But yeah, and then it'd be like, well, what's the fucking point? You That's know? how I feel right yeah. now. I did watch uh, Justice League versus the Fatal Five, and it was good. Um, but they haven't blown me. Oh, away. but that one is um, it's that's kind of set in the Bruce yeah. Tim universe. It isn't. It isn't. They don't say anything, mm-hmm. but it is that style, and it's those voices. Yeah, and I'd, there's been a petition. I'd watch another one. There's of those. been a petition lately to have a Justice League reunion. Where like the seven voice actors are like, oh, we should bring Justice League back for a movie or something. And then I'm watching Fatal Five and I'm like, well, this is they, Batman. They kind of just did that. <laughs> yeah, but it was Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. And then the rest of the team was a different lineup. Oh. So I was like, oh, because you don't have Michael Rosenbaum as Flash and yeah. you don't have Phil Lamar as Green Lantern. Um, but if you want to believe this is a new one, you can. Although when Bruce Timm did Batman and Harley Quinn and I wanted to believe it was a new episode of Batman the Animated Series, I was punched in the face <laughs> entertainment wise. <laughs> yeah. Not really. Um, so speaking of anime, yeah. uh, this weekend, it'll be over, I think, oh. uh, by the time this airs, is ASEN, which is an anime convention, uh, which I've never been to until this year. Uh, we went because my buddy's niece wanted to dress up as like a cosplay thing, and we're like, yeah, let's go. It'll be fun. It's at the Stevenson uh, Center in Rosemont. That's where Wizard World is usually held. Yeah. yeah. And we did a panel there once. Yes, we did. And I, uh, I don't know if this is my fault for being like completely ignorant, but I always thought like the anime crowd of people was a much more subdued than a comic crowd. People, I think you're wrong. I was very wrong. So, uh, I went to, I didn't go on Friday, but I went on yesterday Mm. and, uh, all in one day I went to like multiple panels one in which like somebody was like teaching you how to like speak Japanese and then one's about different That's like cool. animes and stuff. I went to a J-Rock concert. Okay. Okay. I went to a rave at okay. like two in the morning. Wow. I went to a drag you show slept? Uh, at four o'clock in the morning. I went to bed and then got up at eight because my cats, my roommate's cats were like freaking out because they get fed at seven and. Yeah, but you got up at eight and came here. Yeah, yeah. I'm very committed to this. We're doing because well, I got to go back. <laughs> so uh, anyway, it's um the the sh- it's it's insane if you've never been there and I'd never been there and I had heard about it and I guess I didn't really have like my head wrapped around it. But the the convention actually never ends. So like what's a twenty four hour? Yeah, and then you'd be like, well, well, I'm how- sure by Wednesday it'll be over. <laughs> no, no, right. But I mean, like in the confines of like Friday to Sunday, it doesn't ever stop. And I didn't really understand that because it's C Tweet Two. The show has a definitive end, and they're like, "Go, get out, go home." They yeah. shut off the lights. They kick you out. Yeah, my wife is in uh, a trade show 
at McCormick Place yeah. for her job. And at five, she comes home. Right. Yeah. Because it's like, g- 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 get out of here. <laughs> well, the 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 Stevenson Center is connected to one of the hotels. And I guess the entire yes. hotel is just filled. All Every room is booked oh, by anime man. people. And then the lobby is just filled with all these characters. And I was in that hotel twice yeah. to pick up both Mark Norman and Mike Lawrence. Because that's also the hotel where people who play Zanies Right, because Zanies yeah. is right there. That's yeah. where they put them up. And um, it's just really bizarre. I guess there's like kind of always an ambulance there because kids are always like overdosing on drugs and alcohol. Oh, and really? Stuff. I mean, it's like... It's crazy. Wow. Everyone's just like... Well, you like, said rave. Yeah. And I thought like, ah, it's cute. Like a bunch of anime kids raving. It's like, no, it's a bunch of crazy <laughs> anime kids hopped up on drugs and they're both, alcohol. They're both ranting and raving. Yes. It's crazy. And... Uh, you it's, sure you want to go back? Uh, yeah, but I'm going to go back. It's like um, uh, like with like sunglasses on, like hungover. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going back to like uh, get my shit and get out of there. Um, so it's very different and it's a very interesting experience that I've never had. It's, it's, they're, they're not my nerds. You know what I mean? This is a different, yeah. it's a different group of folks. No, I had that happen when, um, I did a panel at, uh, DePaul university, which, uh, run those yeah. from time to time. Dr. Paul Booth is a good friend of ours. And I did one for supernatural and I'd seen one episode of supernatural yeah. and it's that, it, that qualifies you to talk about it it's a well i did a i did it about podcasting oh, okay um so it was kind of an outside thing uh but but it was a weird feeling to see the depth of nerd that you yeah. you are not connected to yeah and you know what it you know what it is i was like uh you know because i went to the stevenson center when wizard world was there when i was in high school and um me walking around there as an adult is the same feeling my dad felt taking huh. me to see our uh, Wizard World is like when I was a kid. Was like, what the fuck are all these people dressed up as? What is all this shit? How many people are fucking into this? These people have like jobs. Mm-hmm. It's the same level of like me wandering in and being like, I don't know what any of these people are dressed up as. Right. And there's a lot of comic book cosplay, but the cosplay is like, so C2E2 is just like, it's like what, three or four and 10 people are dressed up. At ASEN, it's like eight and ten or seven and ten. It's that wow. much more of a cosplay show. Um, and anime and, costumes are hard to do. There's always something floating behind them. Yeah. Or they're carrying a wingspan of 12 feet. Or they only have six inches of fabric covering their body. You know, it's yeah. like it's so bizarre. Uh, and it's cool. It's like a cool show. It's just like um, those kids are rough. <laughs> it's like it would have been a lot easier many years ago <laughs> to go to that show than it is uh, than it was yesterday. Yeah, I wish I understood anime better than I did when in the '90s when I worked at Bulletproof Comics. Uh, they had the, one of the biggest anime uh, rental programs back then. Yeah, it was still VHS. It was a thing you did. It was a thing you did. You went to another store and you took their tape home, and then you gave them a couple of bucks, and then you brought it back later. Uh, and we all agreed that you were going to bring it back. <laughs> right, right, um, and not make copies of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I so it was on all the time, and there was a, a section of fans that would come in the store just for that. And I just could. I, I think it's the Eastern type storytelling. I just can't. Yeah, you there, can't map it to a three act structure. There is a cultural divide. I've watched like Attack on Titan, and mm. I've dabbled in like other anime, trying to like find other shows that I might like. And the one show that everyone goes really nuts for, not one of many, because that's like these people are intense, 
is a show called Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. I'm and it's a really interesting premise, right? But the the problem I had with the show is that it's a really dark show, which I don't mind. But then like some really dark mad shit'll happen and then like two seconds later the characters turn into like goofy caricatures oh, of themselves. Yeah, they they turn into Teen Titans Go for a second. Yes. And there's something about that like disconnect and I think it's they're trying to like leaven the the heaviness of the show or whatever. But it's like it's it's like uh, crossing that line is like it just kind of jars me from the experience. Yeah, and yeah like it's it's totally all over. You the either place. get into it or you don't. Yes, like I I admire the artwork so much, and when I went to Japan, I loved look going to manga shops and flipping through it. But I just I I can't relate to it in some way, and maybe it's maybe it is a cultural thing. And I, I realized yeah. most of the anime I liked in the seventies and eighties had been heavily westernized. Like Voltron yeah. and Battle of the Planets, which was Gotcha Man. Yeah. Uh, those episodes had been ripped apart and slapped back together to appeal to Western audience kids. Right. Um, they like they didn't resemble the original show at all. Yeah. It's and even different. then, I thought it was like slightly strange. Yeah. Well, it's like Power Rangers was like that. And I didn't understand that until much later was like, oh, when they're in costumes, this is all shit filmed in Japan. And when it's American people... Yeah. Running around. That's all that's filmed here. Well, I went to a television studio in Japan when we visited there, and it was this huge, it was like the Paramount Studios in Japan, but they only made two shows. They made uh, samurai soap operas. Yeah. There were many of those. That's incredible. Many samurai soap operas. And uh, they made superhero shows, and every single superhero show was five people in different yeah. primary color outfits. Like when Power Rangers hit, I was like, Wait, this is just Voltron again, and Voltron was just Battle of the Planets. Yeah, and then they I realized just remake that it's like all it's like a genre over there. Yeah, it's not even they're remaking it. That is the genre. When you say superheroes to someone in Japan, they think you're saying five people in primary outfits right, that do karate team. and have robots that connect into a big robot. Yeah, that I mean, when they made Spider-Man in Japan, he had a big robot. Yeah. That that is what those troops are. Yeah, it's kind of uh, it's interesting. It's uh, because it's so different, and I think it's like um, that. It, yeah, it's like this. It's this big uh, divide, and it's like, and the people are into it. They're like, they're really into it. Like, uh, you know, it's as as deep as any, if not deeper, maybe than uh, comics. Yeah. Well, speaking you know? of animation, that has a very very deep well. We've hit so many things that greatest thing in the world, I think, just <laughs> folded in. Yeah. But um, uh, Rick and Morty has announced that it is coming back for season four. They've been saying this for about two years. Yeah, they're working on it. it they're, well, they're working on seventy episodes at once. Yeah. And I think that's the show, and it'll be like a hundred episodes altogether. Um, and season four will premiere in November. Yeah. And Rick and Morty, I think, has has taken this turn where it was it's this brilliant, dark, ugly little thing. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, like the fan base for that has gone out of control to the point where like now uh I've gone from wanting to let people know about it to being like I'm not going to tell people I watch it. Yeah. There, there's this weird it's, toxic it, it, bro yeah, thing. It has too. a weird fan base. It's like, um, yeah, you see a couple things that kind of have this like darker element. It's like, it's the overlap of like the people who like 
the stuff that I hate, liking the things I like. Yeah. It's like, oh, you really love Zack Snyder movies and you love Rick and Morty. It's like, cool. I really hate Zack Snyder movies, but I really love Rick and Morty, too. It's like, this is common ground with people I don't like. Yeah. Uh, I remember you brought that up when we went to see Venom. It was yeah. like, it's, um, I love Spider-Man. And we were in a movie theater of, like, people I have nothing in common with that really love Venom. Yes. And I'm like, I don't really love Venom. Right. Uh, I like him as a Spider-Man villain. And he's like, I'll read a Venom story in a Spider-Man comic book, but I'm not going to read Venom monthly. Yeah, in the same way that if they tell me they're making a Dr. Octopus movie, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go. But But I'm going to be confused. Yeah. Why? I don't sit around thinking (laughs) about Dr. Octopus by himself. Spider-Man, what are you doing? Right. Yeah, the Shocker uh, movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, here's how I found my Shocker gauntlets. Cool. Yeah, yeah, all right. That, that's that's 10 minutes in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you get 50 minutes of this? Is Spider-Man showing up? Right. He's no, not showing up? not at all. And that was the entire Venom movie. And your, your bad guy is going to be another you. Well, every every first movie is the bad guy's another me. Yeah. Unless you're Batman, in which the bad guy is the Joker. Always. Well, if uh, you want to let us know about any of these major news stories, uh, we didn't even get to The Tick uh, being canceled on Amazon Prime. That's so much shit there is There's there. so much. There, uh, from what I heard, they're shopping it around, so it may exist somewhere else. But it, it was a very expensive show to produce yeah. from what I from what I watched. I watched both seasons and liked it. It lasted a hell of a lot longer than the first live action yeah. tech. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff that goes in the radar. But if you want to follow us on Facebook, that's where we post these stories. Go to facebook.com slash comics. There's so much happened this week. I was literally going through our own Facebook page to remind us to remember what, what the new stories were about. this year. So if you want to keep on top of it, you can go to facebook.com slash comics. If you want to talk to us directly, you can follow us on social media. I am at not in my book on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, that is the official Captain Comics social network feed because I don't want to be the Disney Plus of social networks. <laughs> Are you sure? Matt, well, apparently I don't get why that's a benefit. Yeah. Maybe I should. Maybe. Uh, I know several people that have uh, their personal one has like 50 followers and their personal brand has like 700. Yeah. Um, Elliot's cat's got more than him. I bet he's yeah. salty about that. Elliot's cat's the last salty cat standing, too. Yeah, His grumpy true. cat passed away this yeah, week. Yeah, another thing that happened this week we didn't yeah. talk about. No, Elliot wrote Grumpy Cat Comics. Yeah. So, uh, But you can listen to Geek Counter Geek and get his perspective on that, which is part of the Radio Misfits social podcast. Wait, Radio Misfits podcast podcast network. network it's a network but they're all social yeah uh, they're very social but we're our proud members of that and you can follow all of them at radiomisfits.com uh we are the first podcast under lifestyle but there's god it's like 50 60 podcasts yeah it's alphabetical so i don't know that it's oh know? no i'm not saying we're the best one. Oh, okay. but we are the first one that comes yeah up. because it's alphabetical when you click on lifestyle you don't have to scroll yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it's easy it's convenient yeah and you can also listen to us on itunes and stitcher and spotify yes and steven how do we follow you, you can find me on instagram at the brave butter pecan uh, and that is the only place you can find me we will talk to you next week